This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. 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 It was a nice day out this morning. It looks like we're at least two. <laughs> yeah. Not that little again. Dark, little dark still, but it's <laughs> going to be a nice day today, it looks like. But yeah. the darkness yes. made those stars shine, did they not? It was crystal clear it was at very my house. clear. Which is funny because it was pretty cloudy last night, at least up here, or yeah, over was, my place. It was beautiful this morning, a little cooler than it had to be, but it certainly wasn't cold. And it was I, nice think, I think it depends it on one's perspective gorgeous. of cold. Although it cooled down a little bit in the afternoon yesterday. It did. Yeah. I took my jacket off for a little while, and then I started feeling old. Old, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I had to go put it on when the onshore flow came in. <laughs> a lot of the guys were saying how beautiful it was yesterday, and I said, it is, but it's going to get cloudy this afternoon. And they're like, no, it's gorgeous. The sun is out. I said, it's going to get cloudy. I was looking at the weather before I came in, and it got cloudy. Are yeah, you authorized to do that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Have I sublet you that <laughs> you gave me franchise? The you did. You let me do some meteorology. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be a nice week. Uh, I think we have a chance of sprinkles on Monday. Monday, I did hear that. And windy, but otherwise we should be clear into next weekend, but they're casting a cutoff low our direction and saying there's things could change for next weekend. So we'll see. Enjoy the week. Yeah. Is it going to be another uh, atmospheric river event? or? Uh, I'll get back to you on okay. that. Okay. Um, cutoff lows drift and wander aimlessly as they have separated from the jet stream so they're very hard to forecast mr anderson i see so we'll, we'll, well, we'll apparently more apparently in san diego everything is very hard to forecast <laughs> that is correct so true. that is correct although although they've been pretty good this year with these storms they have been fairly well predicted and in past years when we've had forecasts of an inch of rain next week Rarely does it ever materialize, and it always gets a day later, and then we get a tenth of an inch. Right, a lot less, yeah. For the first time ever, I'm I'm with you on the rest of that, but I think they've been moderately decent. Indeed, doing okay. What do you think? Oh, I agree. Okay. Getting better at it. Although, on Thursday evening, I was setting up for a – looked at my phone to double-check, and no rain, nothing, and 10 minutes to 5 – Getting everything set up for driveway happy hour. It started raining, so <laughs> may I? But it, sub- but it dried out. It dried out um, by, it dried out by five o'clock. So everything went off okay. I'm gonna take it's back the may I. Yeah. I submit to you. You should not be looking at an hour by hour forecast for precipitation. That's cutting it a little bit close in an. Uh, well, sometimes they sometimes they nail it, and then other times it's just completely. 
it's completely Well, we'll off. go back to your original statement where they can't predict, and yeah. you're using it to predict. So. Well, and it, <laughs> to it's, the it, hour. And it's funny. You look at the you, you, the, the app that's on the, the app that's on an iPhone is terrible. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know where they're getting their predictions from, but it it does not it does not work very well, um, especially on the hour to hour thing, because it changes. You can look at it and say, "Oh wow, we're expecting sixty percent chance of rain next hour." Then you look at it ten minutes later, and there's no chance of rain. Well, I submit to you and you, Mister Allman, because I know you look at the hour by hour and have predicted correctly your phone has, which whatever app you're using, that going hour by hour, you'd be better off just walking out to the west side of Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway Look. and looking at the clouds that are coming towards you. And that'll give you a better indication of what's going to happen in the next hour. That's probably true. Well, regardless yeah. of the source, whether without it's... Regard to? Without regard to the source, whether it's the, an app, the, you know, the local weather channel, whatever... We've had a lot of rain, <laughs> yeah. and it's been good. Way to yeah. go, Forrest. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. How much yeah. rain have we actually had? You, um, I don't know. You a were lot. saying that, uh, we well, who's a, it saying? Kevin Grangetto said they had 30 inches in Escondido yeah, so far? Yeah, we just had another customer in from Escondido yesterday that was saying that they're up to 30 inches already this year. Wow. wow. Word. That's a lot of rain. That's a lot, That's of, a lot rain, of rain, yeah. Which is good. Everything's green. It's beautiful. Um, our seasons might be a little bit behind because we've had an actual winter with overcast, cooler temperatures. And we've had a chance for the first time that I can remember um, to complain that we're having too much rain. When, is, when are we going to have some sunshine? Yeah, that We haven't been able very, to do that for a while. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, let's see. When do we have? Um, April 1st today. Um, we do have classes in both stores in San Diego at 9 o'clock. It's going to be House Plants with Ted. At 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be Collecting, Cleaning, Storing, and Starting Native Plant Seeds with Renee Murphy, uh, who was from who used to be with Musa Creek, I believe. Is Originally Musa Creek. Yeah. And then at from 10 to 2 today, uh, Ronan Sharpening is going to be in, in the San Diego store, and you can bring your dull tools in to... The folks at Ronan, and for a fee, they will sharpen them, and they should have much more capability than we usually do for sharpening. So uh, I would encourage you, if you have some dull stuff laying around, to bring it in. And then tomorrow, 10 to 2, they are going to be in the Poway store offering the same service. Uh, uh, nobody's going to take a shot at me of being a dull tool? Or are we going to just let that pass? We'll just let that pass this time. Okay. It's all over the internet. We don't need to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next Saturday, there are, it's uh, Easter weekend. There are no classes in either store. And we are closed on Easter, I believe, yeah. on Sunday, both stores. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we wish everybody a happy Easter and have a nice celebration if that is what you do. Um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, the... Um, the orchid show at the San Diego Botanical Garden is well worth going to see. Uh, Melanie and I went up not last weekend, but the weekend before, and it was it was quite impressive. We ran into uh, John Clements just the other day in the Poway store. He had stopped in, and he said that they switch they switch the plants out every week on Tuesday. The the garden is closed on Tuesday. They go in and switch out all the plants. So. You can go multiple times, and you'll see different things. And he also said that the majority of the stuff that they have um, 
is from private collectors uh, and they contract with them to display their plants so you'll see it's, some really neat stuff it's kind of interesting when you put that and think about that in that context that these are plants that are hidden you know these are gems that are incredible to us when you get to see them but they're just some plant in somebody's hanging in somebody's backyard yeah. you know yeah so very very interesting stuff uh let's see down in balboa park today if you if you have a inkling to adopt a turtle or a tortoise it is the turtle and tortoise society is having their annual adoption day today so you can you can go down know. you can go down and pick up a turtle if you like um, and next week, the Cactus and Succulent Society is having a show and sale on Saturday, April 8th in Balboa Park. Um, April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, the San Diego County Orchid Society is having show and sale. And that's at the Casa del Prado. So I'm guessing they changed venues because it looks like they take over the entire right. Casa del Prado. So, And the courtyard and everything around Yeah, it. the courtyard, the rooms, everything. Um so that's April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And I think that's about all. It's, it looks like that's about all. Okay, while well, you're looking at your I next can, note, I think yeah. we should ask Mark Mahady. Yes. What's going to happen today with uh, the oh. Aztecs in Houston? Well, we don't. Oh, in Houston? Yeah, we're playing Florida Atlantic. In oh, Houston, though, right? In Houston, that's correct. Yeah. So what's going to be a good I, game, and we're going to win. All right. Let's go, go Aztecs. Aztecs. So yeah. to Mark's question about rain in San Diego Montgomery Field, fifteen point nine three inches. This is from July first to now. Okay. And that is um, that is one hundred and seventy four percent above our average to date. That's a lot of rain. Right. That's Oceanside a lot of rain. had nineteen point seven, which is one hundred eighty six percent above average. That's pretty crazy. That's why the weeds are growing so why well, and why well. everything is so green. The uh, have you guys been noticing the ceanothus on the hillsides all blooming? Oh, yeah. It's looking good. Yeah. We we had hiked uh, Lake Poway, I think, uh, two two Sundays ago, and it was just full of flowers everywhere, and the ceanothus were just starting to pop up on the hillsides. Yeah, we were out at Guten Ranch a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was pretty nice out there, too. I thought about going hiking this last <laughs> week to a nice place that would have had lots of pretty things. I didn't well, it's important it. that you think about yes, it. Yes, yes. Well, when we were in Las Vegas last week, we drove out to um, Valley of Fire, which is northeast of Las Vegas, um, and it, it's a, it's an incredible place. It, 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 I, if you're ever in Las Vegas and you have a car and you want to go do a road trip, I would highly recommend it. It's a it's a stunning place, um, but the the contrast between the desert plants that were all growing like crazy. Um, leafed out and blooming and the red rock formations all around them was it was it was just beautiful after one of our trade shows mr anderson uh your dad likes to take little tour or detours on the way home mm -hmm. and we went to red rock canyon mm -hmm. is that close to where no. you are or is it totally unrelated totally unrelated lots okay. of good bouldering there rock climbing is there oh yeah well we did we did a like a one-hour walk around there on our way, and then we went to Pahrump and then ended up, where's the thermometer? Baker. Baker. And then yes. you come out at Baker. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember which which highway it is, but the, you can. there's a highway that start, that ends in Baker that runs right up into Death Valley. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It tees, the, the road we were on teed at the gateway to Death Valley. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
There's some neat stuff up there. And Mount Charleston was just completely covered in snow. Oh, was, really? Yeah. That'd be pretty. Yeah. It, it is pretty up there when when yeah. when there's snow on the mountains around the city. It's it it is very pretty. It doesn't happen very often, but no. it's it is very pretty. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um, looking at my notes. Oh, we, I overheard you talking to somebody, George, I overheard you talking to somebody the other yesterday, I guess it was, about the origin of the Jim Bacon avocado. Right. And yeah, it's, it a, it's, was, it's called a Jim or a Jim Bacon, and it was a seedling from a bacon. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was very interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of interesting varieties come out of those seedlings. I mean, David, you have one that's delicious and is a I seedling. I have two now. Right, just a seedling. But it takes a little time for them to start producing. Yeah, how many yes, years? it does. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to when they started growing, okay. but it's been years. Well, we because we, we have people bringing or talk about seeds and growing them, but it's... Not an instantaneous. How no. many? It takes many years for them to. And you don't always get something that's Desirable. delightful. Correct. No, my my newest seedling is an extra large fruit that does darken when it's ripe. It has heavier skin than the regular seedlings that I a thicker skin, so okay. it's easier to scoop the the meat out. But it is more mild in flavor. It's not as interesting of a flavor to it. But um, Tom Spellman was saying he go this would be a great farmer's market variety it's too big for commercial purposes but it'd be a great farmer's market variety people would uh it would draw attention and money at a farmer's market situation so i'm going to give him some pieces of it and he's going to grow it and see if it see how it produces for him well we had a yeah we had a a customer a couple of weeks ago brought in a bunch of avocados that were from a seedling and it was up in um the tree was up in Long Beach, I think it was, and they were they were out, really they good. were, they were out, delicious outstanding yep. avocados. Um, the only the only downside on the on that particular one was the pit was so big; yeah. it had had a very large pit in it. But the quality the quality of the fruit itself was was really really good. As a matter of fact, Tom told me to find uh, Gray right. Gray Martin. Yeah. He said. Uh, See if you can reach him to see if he will test some of it for you. And and so great that's Gray E. Martin. Gray E. Martin or Gem. Or Gem Avocado. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I thought maybe Kevin would have access to him. And maybe Kevin 
I'll have to find out if he still dabbles in avocado seedlings. Yeah. Kevin. Yes, Kevin Grangetto. Okay. I know. Thank you. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to the phones where Viola is waiting in San Diego. Good morning, Viola. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. What can we do for you? Yes. Last week, uh, last Saturday, you uh, talked about red apple disease, and you recommended two products, and I didn't get the spelling of the one. It was something ending in foam. Agrifos. A-G-R-I-P-H-O-S. Okay. It's a Monterey product, and it does a good job of knocking it down, but it does not cure it. Oh, okay. So when you say Monterey product, what do you mean by that? That's the... the, um, the manufacturer, manu- yeah. The manufacturer is the, the Monterey Horticultural okay. Company or Monterey... Chemical. It's Monterey. Okay. And what was the other one you recommended? It was um, Fysan. P-H-Y-S-A-N. Okay. All right. Is that a phone, too, also? They're both liquids. The Agrifos is a safer product to use. There are more cautions and concerns with the... While you should always be careful when using these products, there are more concerns about the Fysan, um, especially with eyeballs and things. Um, so I would recommend the Agrifos. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And, and I'm glad you're on the radio. Well, thank you very much. You have a great weekend, Viola. Thanks for right. calling. Uh, bye-bye. Take care. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, roses are starting to... Um, oh, hang on a second. What? Okay, so it's Garden Foss. Yeah, it used they to be. They changed the yeah. name from Agrifoss. So, Viola, I hope you are still listening. It's Monterey Garden Foss. They changed the name. So, and it is P-H-O-S. Um, yeah. It they, used to be called Agrifoss. Correct. Oops. No, oh, we got it corrected. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In a timely manner. Yeah. Um, Roses are just going nuts right now. Um, it looks so good. They really do. In San Diego, they're a little bit farther along than they are in Poway, but I think that I'm sure that's just because of the the cold weather or Poway being cooler than it is down in San Diego. Yeah, but, we are pretty cool. But they all they all look they all look really really nice this time of the year. Oh, the flower the the buds are opening the, up in yeah. Poway and they are huge. They have really enjoyed the, rain. the cooler constant weather you know a, a typical first quarter for us we would have some 70 and 80 plus degree days True. and very dry and they have enjoyed this they just look much more lush and the the, the buds seem bigger and fuller Absolutely. than they normally yeah. do those at our house are, are look great the plants look great but they haven't really popped yet with with flowers so we're looking forward to it here mine at home are the same they're just a little behind the buds are there they haven't opened yet. Um, we are pretty much fully stocked for uh, vegetable gardening, too, for spring gardening. We've even started getting some of the really hot peppers in, too. Really? Yeah. It's, I, I, was, I was pretty stunned at how much stuff we had out there, um, which will probably be mostly gone by Monday. By Monday. Yeah, that's uh, 
but yeah. just about everything you just about everything you could want to put into your garden is on the tables and I, I'm sure it's in I'm sure it is in San Diego as well but it I know it isn't do you know where everything I want to put in my garden is right now in your backseat or in the trunk of your car no I took it out <laughs> okay and I put them under the roof for the rain because I didn't want the hail to beat them up. But this morning before I left, I put them out on top of my trash can so that they're out from under so the roof. So you'll remember they're get sun today. Okay. My peppers and my tomatoes. Did you put yours in the ground? Oh yeah. Did the what did the hail do to them? I did. I don't. I didn't see any hail uh, up where we were. The nursery in Poway, I know, the I whole see. area was white on Thursday. It was, but yeah, I we got, it wasn't a, when I left in the morning or went out in the morning. There wasn't any. Yeah, we pro- we probably got a good half to three quarters of an inch of hail at my house on Thursday morning just before I came into work it, it came down pretty good and when I got in I, I went in late on Thursday morning I didn't even notice I had no idea it had hailed but somebody was asking me about a sago palm in the back and wanted me to pull it out when I went and looked at it there was still this was at ten thirty or 11 o'clock in the morning there was still hail in the crown of it sitting there that had from seven o'clock this, that, that morning yeah. it hadn't melted yeah, we there was hail on the on our balcony for quite a while um, on the north side of the house. Have either of you been noticing any customers bringing in plant products with hail damage? Yes. Yep. You, you've you've yeah, seen it. Yeah, well, yesterday coming. somebody brought in uh, tomato leaves with what looked like the bacterial spot, which happens to show up after cool, wet periods of, and we've had quite a few of those. And then, but with it was another leaf that had clear hail damage on it. It was streaked. It looked like a a meteor going across the sky <laughs> the way it had put the white line through the leaf. You could just see where it scraped off the upper surface of the leaf. Yeah. It, we'll start seeing more of that as uh, as time goes on. And, we, we, well, you and I were talking about the um, the Daturas just got shredded. Shredded. Just we, you'll see it on on more succulent thing, succulent leaves and um, softer foliage. Bougainvilleas, I know, can be very susceptible to it. That's your the angel's trumpet. The right. angel trumpet, yeah. Right. Yeah. It looked, like, it looked like snails had got it at first. Then you realize that they were just it plummeted through all of them. Yeah. I, I kind of enjoy when people bring those things in and you diagnose it at hail, as hail, and at first. Yeah, there's absolutely no belief or understanding. Totally there's true. No recognition. But there was no hail. It didn't hail in my house. Yeah. And it takes some explaining. And you can see on many, when you have more than one leaf, you can see shadow patterns where there was another leaf above it. And so there's no damage there. And then people come around and you can go show them in the yard at the nursery where we have it. But it's correct. Yeah. It's not obvious nobody thinks that hail is going to do that damage to their plant and i shouldn't say nobody but a lot of people just don't associate that with damage to plants that well, I've, I've had it where i don't want to argue with anybody but it's like it didn't hail at my house i'm like well yeah and I, unless it went right around your house but <laughs> hail everywhere i mean yeah who was i joking with this week about the place oh it was a customer um, it was the customer with the bacterial spot on his tomatoes. He said, um, I, I said that we've had a fairly cool, wet spring. He said, not at my house. I've had no rain at my house. There's this one spot where there has been no rain. Um, and that's yeah. probably the same place that doesn't get the hail. Right. And so, I mean, I don't want to fight with you, but. <laughs> 
he was he was joking, but right. that does happen. People just don't right. don't associate a natural phenomenon like just our benign hail. I guess in the Midwest, people was, associate yeah. hail with a whole sure, different when cars yeah, have dented roofs, yes. yeah. exactly. <laughs> broken windshields, yeah. and different class of of hail for sure. Uh, I was I was looking at the God, what day was it? What I guess it was Thursday. I look. I pulled up the uh, the webcam for Julian. They have one on Main Street in Julian. Mm-hmm. There was a ton of snow up there. They were there were actually snow plows moving down Main Street to to <laughs> to clear it. I was I was really surprised because Melanie had talked about going to the desert um, yesterday, and I told her I said, eh, I don't know that that's going to be such a such a good route over there. So. I, I was helping a customer this week in the staghorn ferns and he was wearing shorts and flip-flops and we were all dressed warmly Mm -hmm. and i said aren't you aren't your feet cold aren't you cold he goes i'm from julian he said i this is it's (laughs) (laughs) there's a foot of snow up there and and this is much warmer right now that's funny another one of those generational moments yeah well perspective yeah you know well you know the other thing too with the amount of rain that we've had um You've got to start watching out for oversaturation on stuff. I mean, nobody should have sprinklers on. I I don't think my sprinklers have been on since January is when I shut them off. Are you sure? I'm pretty well. I know they're not on. Okay. Um, but I still I, I have water draining out of my yard all the time. I mean, that clay soil just soaks it up and just slowly lets it lets it trickle out. Water rarely stands in my yard. A neighbor drained a pool accidentally across my yard, and it was gone within an hour or two. But my yard is saturated now where water will sit. And it's the only place that I see it sitting is in the exposed soil in the chicken coop. But there is still standing water in there today. It'll be gone later today with the sun out. But I've never had water standing in my yard before for any anything beyond an hour or so because it's percolates so well yeah it's it is draining so much out of it is draining so much out of my yard that where the where the drain lines come out to the street there's actually algae growing now. they're gonna come get you i i know (laughs) there's nothing i can do though so just let it just let it slowly dry out which hopefully hopefully it will this should be a good week for that but I know I noticed as we were walking into the studio this morning they have those big planters out front that have oh, yeah. uh, that birds, have of the birds, birds of paradise in them. They're the big bowl shaped planters. They're all full of water. Right. I mean, two three inches of water in them. So. And the plants still look like they're alive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, which is pretty pretty amazing. They're becoming aquatic plants. Yes. <laughs> Whether they want to. Or Whether not. they want to or not. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Mark, stay on the line. We're talking to you when we come back. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. 
Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, let's see, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to go out to La Mesa where Mark is waiting. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Mark, are you there? Yes. Hello? <laughs> yep, we're here. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, and unfortunately I don't get up this early normally, but I, I'm going to really try every week, every Saturday. But um, on weed control, what do you recommend for controlling weeds? And is Roundup really that bad uh, for, you know, the ground or the water and for people? But um, And what you might recommend other than that? You want me to? Is it okay? Yeah. Go I have no problems using Roundup. I use the generic Roundup called Remuda, and it has been a wonderful weed control for me for my entire life. I use it too. Yeah. There have been lots of issues. Um, I believe it's just been civil issues with it. Yeah. Um, my understanding is that it breaks down rapidly in the soil. Into organic compounds. Into organic compounds. I've had no apparent problems with any residual effect with it damaging anything in my in my yard um i have not used it yet this year and it's quite apparent i have no dead weeds in my yard which i need to do but that's a i have no problems using it um but and i'm i would recommend it but if you have an aversion to it or people with whom you live have an aversion to it then you may want to try something different. But I love Roundup and its products, and I think they are, for me, very useful and effective. Yeah, most of the other most of the other weed killers that are out there will do a a top kill where it'll where it'll kill the foliage off, but it doesn't necessarily kill the root system. So the weeds can come back. Um, Roundup breaks the breaks the food chain between the root system and the foliage up on top, so it kills the entire plant. Uh, there are, but like David said, there are some alternatives out there to alternatives out there if you if you haven't right if yeah, you don't if you don't want to use if you don't want to use Roundup or Remuda and, and if you want if you want to reduce the need to do that you need to get the weeds before they go to seed so that you don't have a no, another generation waiting there to come up and you can reduce the incidence with the following years by having less weeds yeah and mulching and mulching also helps too to right. keep to keep the keep the weeds from germinating sounds good um now do you have to worry uh, or be concerned about pets uh, after using roundup they um, say to keep people and pets out of the area it until it dries right. that's what i've heard right yeah well great i've always wondered if it was kind of a hyped up uh, problem and uh thank you for clearing that up i really appreciate it i would, i do have another question though about uh a nashi tree um, you know, it's a Japanese apple or something, pear. And uh, we pruned it one time, and I don't know if it's just, I just started noticing it afterwards, but it fruits out, and then again it starts to fruit out again, and then it just stops when the fruit gets about a quarter, about the size of a quarter, and then it goes dormant. Usually, I'm not familiar with that tree unless it's an Asian pear. It's an Asian pear. Okay. Yep. Asian pear, that's um, correct. If it is yeah. blooming and the fruit starts to form and then it's blooming again later, it would imply that the tree has undergone stress. And 
so make sure that during the growing season when the fruit's on there that you keep it hydrated and keep it alive. Um, the first thing a deciduous tree will do when it's stressed or if it's drought stressed will shut down. It'll kind of go into a dormant period or a pseudo dormant period and then when it has no leaves on it the moisture that's in the soil is adequate and it starts to grow again. That would imply to me and George and I have had this conversation because he swears to me that his trees go dormant twice no, without him a, stressing them. No, a single them. mulberry did that one year and gave oh, me a that's lot what of it was. fruit. And, you, and we had this whole discussion about okay. whether it had been drought stressed or so not. So it may have gotten drought stressed, and that would cause the fruit to abort when it was small, and it would cause it to rebloom. Right. Oh, great. Interesting. And if you have one more. Sure. I have a little extra time. I've got one more about curly leaf on a lime tree. Is that caused by bugs and how do you remedy that most likely that is the citrus leaf miner and it is a, a moth that's active from may till about november it lays the egg in the new growth and that new growth gets deformed as the miner is mining through the leaf and oh, you can treat that throughout the year um starting probably about late may early june with a microbial insecticide called Spinosad, the active ingredient is spinosad, and it's spinosad, and that's um, Captain Jack's dead bug brew is the product we carry that has it in it. Yeah, and you can also you can also put there are pheromone traps that you can put out to reduce the populations as well. Oh, great! Well, gentlemen, I'm going to try to get up early every Saturday. Well, <laughs> thank you. Great. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Appreciate okay, it. have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, uh, go ahead. You have another call. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to head up to Julian, where Heidi is waiting. Good morning, Heidi. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thanks. Uh, I have a question looking for um, a suggestion. I was hoping you guys might have some different ideas for me. I'm looking for something which will obviously survive the winters in Julian. Um, but and I have a planter box that's in front of a business, and I'm looking for something that's going to look fairly manicured and neat. Um, nothing too frowsy or um, rangy or anything like that. And uh, it's in a it's in a, a planter box, maybe one foot by five feet. And it's got it's facing south, and it gets really baked in the sun. It, there's a brick wall above it and a sidewalk in front of it, so it's really hot in the summer. May I go ahead? Yeah, box leaf euonymus. I was going to say, or, yeah. There's the variegated ones that'll give you good color just oh, with a foliage yeah, plant yeah. or actually the boxwoods should do That's fine exactly up there. What I, was I was thinking say. of the boxwood the only thing me that too. made me hesitate was it was only a foot so it's going to need some, it's a small box really and so it's in in, in that that exposure is going to need a little bit more frequent watering the box leaf Correct. euonymus yeah. then so yeah, euonymus and boxwood or and boxwood both of them will tolerate the the cold up there and they'll take okay. the the sun and the heat as long as you remember to Water them. Water them. Yeah. Uh, is there, do you have anything that might, can you guys think of anything that might have some kind of flowers or um, interest besides just leaves? Now, mm. I think in the in the original request, it was just a nice, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're changing midstream. That's not fair. <laughs> um, 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 yeah. I would add annuals in around the base for color for color and just and do that seasonally and the the vinca minor might tolerate it it'll go dormant during the winter but i think it won't it it wouldn't kill the stems 
Um, so it'll come back out and spill out of the boxes during the, the spring, summer, and fall. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your help. Okay. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You okay. Take care. Bye. Um, That's a it, tough one right there. With flowers. Something with flowers. Would southern indica azaleas work? Southern exposure, full sun. The southern, indi- sun, yeah. southern indicas they'll, would take, they'll take it. I, they'll I, take some sun. It but might be a little, a little difficult for them. I'm just wondering about are, the cold. Is the exactly? Then you get to the summertime and you get the heat. Flowering yeah. quince. Uh, yeah, flowering oh, quince yeah. would that's probably a, that's that would, an yeah. option. Yeah, yeah, that would do it. Um, Forsythia like, would probably yeah. work. Yeah, you would have to prune it a little bit, but right. And it's not going to look like much in the wintertime, but... No, but in the summer, or it'll in the come spring, back it'll... In, yeah. The winter was just, we just have to get it through the winter. Correct. It doesn't have to yeah. look good in the winter. Good Can we point. go back to Roundup for a minute? Uh, just a minute. We've got another phone call. Okay. Uh, we're going to head out to Point Loma where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Okay. What can we do for you? Uh, about, uh, let's see, three or four weeks ago, you mentioned a specific hoe that was used for taking out we- individual weeds that you said you just slide across and it's really easy. And yes. I went to Point Loma oh, Nursery, and they didn't know a thing about it. it sounds like a hula home. It sounds hula like home. a hula home. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a little hoop, that? and you scrape it along the soil, and it's great right now while the soil's wet because you can easily but, just get under the surface. H-U-L-A. Yeah. H-U-L-A what? is how you spell it. Oh. Just like the dance. Just, just like the, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Now, they, do they carry this thing anywhere? They should have it at the San Diego store. Yeah. You can give them a call and ask them to check, but the, they should have it down there. And I'm yeah, sure I, I'm sure we have it. If they're currently available, I'm sure we have them in Poway, They were too. there yesterday were or the there. day before in yeah. Poway, for yeah. sure. Okay. That's, that's all I want. The other, I want another question. Is that okay? Certainly. Um, I try to grow corn, and it only gets about two to three feet, and the corn comes out, and it... It's about one inch corn cobs. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get it to grow any bigger. Are you feeding it with anything? Um, I feed it with uh, Miracle Grow. And okay. you're doing that every two weeks? No. Yeah, Miracle. Yeah, Miracle Grow. Miracle Grow is a good fertilizer, but you have to use it religiously and you have to use and it's every two weeks if when, that's the liquid you, one the blue the blue yeah. one that you mix up with the water yeah. is that the one you're using yes yeah that has yeah. to be used frequently so and 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 corn is a very heavy feeder it needs a lot of nitrogen yeah mm, so, okay yeah I'll so give it a shot yeah that that's what i i, I just do, do it more frequently and i think that'll i think that'll help okay all right thank you okay thanks for the call bye-bye take care you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? 
Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um, you had... I, some... We don't need to talk about that. You, you want me to go? You might as well. well. I know... And remember vividly spraying a bunch of brambles that had volunteered between my parents' property and the neighbors in the late 70s. And mom came home with Roundup Super Concentrate, and I hooked it up to a hose sprayer and sprayed it on then. And that was not the first time I've ever used it, and it certainly wasn't the last time I've ever used it. But it is something that has gotten very bad publicity recently, and people have to make choices and decisions for themselves um i i've used it always but at the in the later years of mom's life she would not let us use roundup on her property and i honored that although it made it much more difficult to to take care of the property but uh, as long as you don't get it on use it in accordance with the label as george reminded me is important and don't spray it on anything you want to uh to keep alive and you should be happy. But if you're concerned about it, don't use it. Don't there use are it. a lot of yeah. folks that have a, a misconception that if you spray a plant, that it's going to go down into those roots across the yeah. ground up to their other tree that they want. And and that is, is it, not a problem. It, that, it's that's not going not, to happen. not how yeah. it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got another call? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to head up to uh, Ramona where Rob is waiting. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. What's up? Well, I've got a couple questions. One, you were talking the other week about the um, that nasty bug that's on the citrus and how we should spray horticultural oil. And I have some blood oranges and uh, another orange that are really heavily, are re- really starting to bud out, and I didn't want to kill them by spraying it. So I wanted to know if it's okay to spray them when they're flowering or what's up with that. The, the label says not to spray when they're in full bloom. Um, it is important to spray them if you want to, monitor for the pest for the Asian citrus psyllid, that tiny little bug that gets on the new growth dew, and then wait till they're past the prime bloom and the bloom is waning um, to be in accordance with the label. So once the fruit is like set, then go ahead and spray it. Yeah, yeah yes. just after that, all that white petal fall will look like snow under the tree when they're almost done blooming. And after that, it's fine to do it. It's not, you, they just suggest you don't spray when it's in full bloom. Okay, what does that uh, look like? The silver look like if it's on the tree. It looks like a splinter. It's a <laughs> tiny little light brown insect that sets against the stem at a forty-five degree angle, and the the midges, the larvae of them, look like a little cream-colored sand crab that puts out a white exudate. It looks like a little bit of dental floss kind of wrapping around them. If you see that, you have the, the larval stage, which the oil will control, and the adult is a tiny little brown bug sitting at a 45-degree angle to the leaves or stems of the new growth. And it'll look like, it'll look like a wax, that, that dental floss looks waxy. Okay, okay. So it's still pretty rare, I take it. No, the no, bug the- is everywhere. It's almost ubiquitous. The disease is, is more rare, but the, the insect is everywhere. And we have to control the insect to limit the spread of the disease. Right. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you. Now, my, can I ask another question? Certainly. Uh, I got a bunch of horse manure with actually some emu droppings in it too. But I want to use it for gardening. But then I was reading uh, that there might be concerns about the residue antibiotics from the horse. Um, you know, the horse is being ejected, and I wanted to know how your opinion on using the compost or horse manure for gardening. I would take you back to our previous answers about Roundup. I would be relatively non-concerned about the minimal, let's just say there was uh, antibiotic residue in the manure. By the time it gets diluted out and mixed in, I would not have concerns about that. But I, I promise you, I am not an expert on antibiotics in animal waste. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and I, the composting process would probably break down. I some think. Right. I, I think. think well. Yeah. If you compost it, I, I I wouldn't have any reservations about using it once it was composted. Yeah, that's what it was saying. It said the compost breaks it down like ninety percent of it. Um, okay. So I have to do some more reading on it. They were saying the concern was the um, like getting not so much the antibiotic itself, but just getting anti uh, um, like staph resistant and MRSA resistant. Uh, organisms in the ground, and I, so that was my concern. Getting, I already did get one infection a while ago, and it was difficult to treat. Uh, I don't think that had anything to do with the horse manure. But okay, well, I'll read up a little more on it, and I won't be too concerned. It's in a big giant pile right now, composting. And by the time it gets into the soil, it's going to be quite dilute. But if it does, I, I would look into it some yeah, more yeah, if you exactly. are concerned. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoy your show. It's thank you. Informative. Thank you, Rob. Have a great weekend. And you guys, too. Okay, okay thanks. Bye. Graze at the fields? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Kevin Grangetto sent me this. They are one of the sponsors of Graze at the Fields at the Carlsbad Flower Fields, Thursday, April 13th from 5 to 8 p.m. The San Diego County Farm Bureau is partnering with local farmers, chefs, beverage purveyors, and ag organizations to host a one-of-a-kind outdoor experience. Grazers get to taste the bounty from San Diego County. <laughs> bounty from, okay. Through locally grown and curated bites and beverages. This is an opportunity for 300 people from our community to view the variety of agriculture while interacting with our local farmers and purveyors. The Farm Bureau is a nonprofit. Anyway, that's happening on the 13th of April uh, from 5 to 8 p.m. up the flower fields. Uh, it'll still be light at that time, and a lot of local, well, we just said a lot of local people will, will be there. You had a few of the businesses or things that were... Just just a lot of the, the local farms, you know, tons of them, and then uh, some wineries, uh, vodka houses, uh, etc. You can find it at the uh, sanigofarmbureau.org uh, website. Sounds like an interesting... Uh, Is it San Diego Farm Bureau or San Diego County Farm Bureau? SD farmbureau.org sdfarmbureau.org okay it was a, sounds like fun it's just in the wrong yeah, end if, of the if, county if, for, if we weren't going to be out of town i would be i think i'd have to go to that for the south county people i think it was about three or four years ago my mom got um tickets for mel and i to go to uh staley ranch up in okay in fallbrook and they did a very similar thing where they staley ranch is, is an organic um organic farming operation up there and they brought in 
all kinds of food that they had grown on the ranch and did a whole did a whole like five course dinner um out in in the ranch and then they did tours of the ranch too so you could see what they were doing and it was it was pretty it was pretty interesting and the, the food was fantastic they, they did a they did a really nice job i haven't heard that they're still doing that but um that was it sounds very similar to what they're going to be doing with the, the farm the it looks like there's a whole host of sponsors and participants that are going to be there in the beverage field the food field the fruit field the whole field kit and caboodle Indeed. mountain meadow mushroom farms rancho monta vista you can't just show up though can you no, no it, you and gotta it's buy limited. tickets it's limited, and it's to limited to 300 people and right. i don't see the price of the tickets but if you uh, have to ask, and, David. <laughs> and, 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 you know, speaking of the flower fields, I was looking at their website a um, couple of weeks ago, right about the time that they opened. And tickets are required to get into the flower fields, but you have to purchase them online. And a lot of places are doing that, are now. Doing that yeah. now, which eh, I yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan uh, <laughs> Nor am I, of but. that, uh, but that a lot of them are a lot of them have gone have gone to that now so if you think you're going to go to the flower fields make sure you buy your tickets online before you go i guess you could probably buy them on your phone in the parking lot but uh, you definitely need the ticket before you before you get there uh garden classes today in san diego house plants with ted at nine o'clock at nine thirty. it's going to be collecting cleaning storing and starting native plant seeds with renee murphy formerly of moosa creek uh, nursery and 10 to 2 it's a tool sharpening service by ronan sharpening in san diego and 10 to 2 tomorrow it is going to be ronan sharpening service uh tool sharpening in poway i think that's very good is that about it I it's 60 a, bucks ahead if you want to go eat drink and be merry that's a pretty good deal okay. it is yeah, i would say that is a good deal you've been listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz we'll be back with another hour next week have a great weekend everybody Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.